Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. Take it away, boys. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to the Greatest Lists and a special bonus episode uh, as we give a parting shot to season one and get everyone prepped for season two. Jason here, of course. Eric is here, too. Happy New Year. How's it going, man? I'm doing fine. Uh, good to hear your voice. I feel like it's and, been... Uh, it's been a while since yeah. we've been on the mic went through together. The, went through the holidays and everything. Oh, by the way, yes, thank you for the Christmas gift. Hey, uh, you like for, it? I, I really did. I was surprised. So I get uh, this present in the mail from Eric, <laughs> and, I, and I look at it first, and I'm like, what in the world is this? It's like some kind of advent calendar. <laughs> and uh, open it up, and he says, uh, I think we made a mistake here. I open it up. It's a dog treat advent <laughs> calendar. Uh, Eric, uh, not even knowing if I had a dog, probably. Yeah. On the but, flip side, uh, on the flip side, my daughter's dog just didn't know why I sent them when I sent them. So. <laughs> sent them a record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my daughter enjoyed it. So I'm on the hook That's now awesome. for dog treat advent well, calendars. I got from that here at, on out. at uh, at uh, at Aldi, so you can go buy one next <laughs> okay. year. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway, so another package comes, and it's in a. Uh, <laughs> A vinyl album-shaped box. I'm yeah. like, okay, I think I know what this is going to be <laughs> because he tried to send it to me once before. Yep. And sure enough, it's the Mecco Star Wars album. I, I love it. Thank you very much. You didn't already have it, did you? I did not have okay, good. the LP, no. Okay, good. Um, What I was not expecting was that Back to the Future picture disc yeah. that came with it, too. I was blown away by that. Um <laughs> I like to do jigsaw puzzles over the holidays just to kind of get me unplugged. I got a little free time. Yeah. And man, I put that Back to the Future album on. <laughs> I put Mecco on. Awesome. The whole house was jumping while I was doing that jigsaw puzzles. That is awesome. So. I had that I had that Mecco uh, <laughs> album when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, I I wore that thing out. So I'm I'm glad oh, you I, so and, I, and for so the the backstory of that is I tried to buy that for you. For your birthday right was i think it, it your was birthday? yeah i think it was and i didn't read the ebay listing right and i bought you the cd instead of the lp mm -hmm. so i had to make up for that so <laughs> well there i appreciate go. that that was really fun and you got yeah. me i mean it's not music related but i mean if anybody knows me they know that i'm an olympic freak i'll just love the olympics and you got me <laughs> just an just a huge assortment of olympic related items two of which i had when i was a kid that's and so crazy. when I saw that, I literally squealed because <laughs> I remembered it. And my wife was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I had this when I was a kid. Yeah. And I, and I used to read that thing. It was, it was a book about, about the Olympic games. And I used to read it like back front to back when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So to have that again was pretty funny. So that's cool. I yeah. saw that lot. It was actually on Goodwill, the shop Goodwill site online. Oh yeah, and I was like, "That's Eric written all over yeah. it." Had yeah. a McDonald's bag with the Olympic stuff from what '84. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, that was such a trip. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah all those programs and and previews yeah. and things in there. I was like, "Oh, this is great. He's gonna love it." So yeah, and after the '84 Olympics, I was just an enormous 
Mary Lou Retton fan. I mean, she was all over my walls in my bedroom. <laughs> and so that picture in there really, <laughs> really brought back my childhood. So thanks for all that stuff. Yes, man. yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, some sad news that kind of in, in the past couple months, some people passing away. Of course, as we're recording this, just a few nights ago was Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. I told you off the air, I was not familiar at all with her music, but apparently yeah. you were. Yeah, her first album was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great album, so. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, another one that we actually featured in our season one list, Irene Cara. Yeah. Uh, passed away kind of suddenly. Uh, that was kind suddenly. of just suddenly. Nobody, nobody knew anything. I mean, she wasn't sick, was she? I, I don't remember I, the whole story. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so because I remember – there being some tweets out there, you know, maybe the day or a couple of days before she passed away. And then they, her publicist, I think, uh, put out a press release when she passed away. So yeah, that was, that was sad. And then also we lost Christine McVie from mm. Fleetwood Mac. That one hurt too. Yeah. Uh, 1998 hall of fame inductee. And oh man, I, that day after I remember, pulling up uh, the music app on the phone on the way to work and just playing a bunch of Fleetwood Mac songs. Yeah. Such yeah. a great voice. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people are Stevie Nicks fans, and I get that, but mm -hmm. she's got this angelic – I mean, they're t they're polar opposites, really. Yeah. That smokiness that Stevie Nicks has, and then Christine is this more angelic voice. Right. Uh, man, just so, so uh, sad that she passed away. Yeah, and then just last week, uh, we lost Jeff Beck, a friend of mine from high school that plays guitar too. He, after he saw it, he like texted me and we were talking about it. He goes, "Man, all of our guitar heroes are dying. We're running yeah. out of heroes." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that's that's the saddest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of those icons, man, yeah. they're just whew. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's so weird in this stage in life that we're gonna yeah. both at and uh, seeing uh, our older heroes from back in the day now yeah. and it, we did uh we did see some of them too at the rock and roll hall of fame we wanted to talk about that a little yeah. bit yeah yeah at the uh 2022 induction ceremony there that happened back in november and uh i don't know it's it is it, some of it was painful to me not in not necessarily that the performances were bad but uh adjustments were made put it that yeah. way yeah and if, you know these aging rock stars can't hit their high notes anymore mm -hmm. so it's it's tough to compare it's kind of sad to watch them god bless them for i don't know if they have to do a set <laughs> when you get inducted well but, i mean they they clearly don't because what's um who got inducted this time and didn't do a set um well i mean they had other people do it i guess but yeah, I guess, the, I guess the whole point is you're you're a rock star, so you might as well. Carly do. Simon, yeah, yeah she Carly she was Simon. one that didn't, didn't uh, do she it had, herself. She had something else going on, some personal matters. I think her sisters were, uh, I think both of them had cancer, or, or one of them oh, wow. passed away. So yeah, there's some pretty heavy stuff mm -hmm. around that time why she didn't make the ceremony. But yeah, uh, yeah, like you uh, <laughs> have written down here in your notes way too long four, oh my gosh. over four hours 
the ceremony. I'm, I can't believe how long that's. I mean, I, even if I was attending it in person, I would not sit there for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's got to be something you can do. I mean, it would help if you limited the uh, inductees from number not of inductees, n- not mentioning every hip hop artist of all time in their oh. acceptance speech. Yeah, which is what <laughs> what Eminem did. I'm I, like, okay we know we know you drew inspiration from everybody yeah. but you don't need to name them all yeah yeah well in a half I, hour speech i think first of all they probably could pare down the number of people they induct every year i mean when they induct nine people or, this or year? make it two nights yeah or yeah, yeah yeah four hours i did and i'll be honest i didn't watch all of it i, I skimmed through the people i wanted to watch and watch their you know parts most of their their uh speeches mm-hmm. but there was a bunch there was a bunch of that i just blew right through just fast forward yeah right on yeah i was like, kind of the same way with with some depending on who yeah. it was but yeah yeah I, but you're right though it was it was a little tough to watch uh i don't want to say tough but um as big a fan as i am of pat benatar um she had some rough moments <laughs> in yeah, her, in her yeah. set. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you have to adjust I mean, when you get to that age. Yeah, what is she, 60, what she can do. 60 yeah, yeah. something years old? Yeah, I mean, she's not going to be able to sing the way that she did 40 years ago. But, but you know, on the flip side of that, too, I'm, I'm kind of being devil's advocate here, but if you're going to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course you want to perform. You want well, to yeah. almost prove yourself. And even Dolly, yeah. which I think stole the show, wrote an original song just to like ensure she was uh, yeah. somewhat rock as well yeah. as country, yeah. which was great. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't, there's a, it's a tough balance really. Yeah. It, I mean, and you're right. She did steal the show. I mean, she, of course, cause she's Dolly. I mean, she's going to steal the show, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I thought Duran Duran sounded good. I thought they sounded, mm. you know, they sounded just as good as they did when I saw them last summer um they did a great job even though i i I read after the fact that they had had uh audio problems during the first part of the yeah i did read that too and so even with that they sounded good i thought judas priest looked and sounded good i mean rob hofford's Mm -hmm. 71 years old and he can still sing (laughs) oh gosh yeah he was wailing yeah and the craziest thing about that show that whole ceremony is you know of course it happened what i'm like i'm two weeks or so before they actually showed it on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking for pictures, you know, the night, the night of and the day after just to see, you know, what happened and the weirdest picture in the world that I will ever see. And it will, I will never, it'll, I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm ruined now is um, Simon LeBon has his arm around Rob Halford <laughs> and they're both staying there talking to Dolly Parton. I mean, yeah, what, yeah. what, what universe is this? They brought them all back out right at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, and they to did Jolene. Uh, Jolene. Yeah. yeah. That was a little weird. It was a little weird, <laughs> a little, maybe even awkward. You might yeah. say, but yeah, it was a little weird, but uh, I mean, you know, Hey, who's <laughs> what a better way to end that that show with them, yeah. with, them, with, them yeah. with Dolly so- Dolly's song. So, um, yeah. So I thought the, I thought the saddest news of the night was, uh, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran not showing up because of his stage four cancer diagnosis. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty, that was pretty rough. I was, that was the part I was looking forward to was seeing him play with Duran Duran. And so that was, that yeah. was pretty sad that, yeah, it was that's disappointing, the but obviously it's, 
understandable. Sure, yeah. Uh, gosh, it's it stinks, man. <laughs> it I really know. stinks. When I know. All these all these people, you know, you see it pop up every day. This person has cancer. This person that was yep. keeping cancer away from everybody that nobody knew, and they're gone. And it's uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, moving past the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, ceremony, we wanted to do this little bonus show for you on our honorable mentions to the uh, top 50 movie soundtrack songs of the 80s. Some that just didn't quite make it for whatever reason. Some that uh, maybe should have. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, uh, it maybe should yeah, have. Hindsight's yeah. 2020, as they yep. say. So. Yep. We're going to chime out a, a list of 10 songs here. We chose five each to include in this honorable mentions list. And uh, any that you have that might not have made the list, would love to hear about it as well. But we're going to uh, talk a little bit about it. And, uh, well, actually, I think we'll, we'll probably go ahead and play the song for you and then talk a little bit about it. So, yeah. Uh, kicking things off, our first honorable mention, these are in no particular order. I didn't really... Yeah, I didn't you know, put anything in order. First one is uh, Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham. Speaking of Fleetwood Mac. If you could listen to this song without smiling, <laughs> you need to seek medical help. I mean, this song is just so fun, very upbeat. I love the, the vocals, especially the backing vocals that he puts in there. It's all him, this song. Yeah. Uh, electric guitar, bass guitar, keyboards, percussion, drum programming, vocals, all Lindsay on this one. Uh, what's weird is it only peaked at number 82. That doesn't on the make pop any chart. sense why that didn't get any higher than that. No, it's as much as that's tied to vacation yeah. and the vacation movies in general. Yeah. Uh, except for Christmas Vacation, it's the only one that doesn't have that song <laughs> featured in it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's Interesting. I don't I don't know why or how they omitted that uh, egregious error, but <laughs> you can't uh, you, that that franchise is so much fun and iconic with the eighties. I don't I don't know how that did not go at least into the top forty. At least it's so crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's funny. A little fun facts and, and stuff I was reading behind the scenes. Uh, Buckingham added the dog barks near the end of the song. <laughs> That's my favorite Una part. Yeah, unaware that the movie featured that scene where the dog is, you know, dragged <laughs> to death from the family truckster. Yeah, that's uh, that that's was funny great. to me reading that. I laughed out loud. Dude, I sing, <laughs> I sing the dog barks every time I hear that song. <laughs> At the end of the song, it's I always such a weird and fun. It's song. so weird. At oh. the end, all of a sudden, they hear. Wah, wah, wah. It's just I sing it every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah, just you know synonymous with the the vacation yeah movies. i don't that, that's that's so crazy that it's not it wasn't in a you know in the top 40 because mm -hmm. he he has a couple other songs that were in the top 40 that weren't near as good as that song yeah <laughs> i i would agree all right what's the song for you so my first honorable mention is from the movie secret of my success starring michael j fox it's the uh title song secret of my success by night ranger so I'm an enormous Night Ranger fan. They're one of the they're one of two bands that really kind of made me play guitar when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So um, there's not a lot of people that like this song. I don't know why, but um, I, I love it. I love the guitar work in it. I love and 
Night Ranger has two lead singers, the bass player and the drummer both sing. And I, I love all their songs they do when both of them sing at the same time, which is, this is one of them. Um, and like I said, no, not a lot of people liked it. It reached number 12 on the hot mainstream rock tracks, uh, whatever, whatever. So I guess the chart, rock chart. Whatever chart that is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. And it only got to number 64 on the hot 100. Okay. So it's, you know, a lot like uh, Holiday Road. It didn't get very high. But uh, fun fact is Michael J. Fox is the one that asked the band to write the song for the movie. He That's pers- crazy. He personally asked him that. Um, and it was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. Uh, in 88, but lost to uh, I've Had the Time of My Life, which was on our list. That's right. Um, and lastly, the, the the last fun fact about it is if you watch the video, um, Tommy Lee, Vince Neil, and Weird Al Yankovic make up a horn section that plays the what? video. Yeah. I've never I've, seen the music video. Uh, you need to go watch it because they're only in there like twice and it's really quick. But... <laughs> I, I'd forgotten that. How? How? I, when, <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that, but I did. And when I read it, I like literally slapped myself in the forehead. How did I forget that? Well, how, uh, how did they get those right together I mean, for I don't a know, horn section? I don't know how uh, they got those three together, but they're, there's like two <laughs> shots of them in the video, maybe three. Hey, who's just, who's filming the the music video down the hall today? Okay, we got uh, <laughs> we got the crew. They're on the down the left hall, down yeah, the right exactly. hall. Weird out. Let's just yeah. grab them real quick, and we'll exactly. do something fun. And, you yeah. know, in, in my head, when I was a, when I was a kid, I always thought there was this separation between bands that they didn't intermingle or mix because they played really hard music and they played, you know, yeah, they're almost they, rivals or something. Yeah, yeah. or they don't yeah. get along because they thought one band, you know, one band thought the other <laughs> one sucked and the other one didn't. And I read later on, like, um, so Jack Blades is the bass player singer for Night Ranger, and he actually sang background vocals on on two night on two Motley Crue albums. Interesting. Uh, okay. And so, and so did Richard Marks. So that that blew my entire theory of, of rival gangs. <laughs> but anyway, that's the fun. That's, that's one of the fun facts of the video is that is that Tommy Lee. Vince Neil and Weird Al are uh, the horn section. I so. love that movie. And oh, I do I, too. I hadn't seen it. Uh, I didn't see it in the theater. <clears throat> I didn't see it until probably, I don't know, maybe the mid 90s or, or oh, really? early, early 90s. Wow. When TBS or TNT had it running 24 7, it seemed like <laughs> every weekend. Uh, I remember just, yes. gosh, since we moved here like i don't know 15 years ago mid 2000s they were still running it i remember watching it during lunch hours and stuff so that movie is just so much fun i love the movie oh, i don't yeah. i don't know that i've listened to the song outside of the movie really but yeah uh i that movie is so great yeah it's a great movie i i, I think i mentioned during the during the our episodes and the countdown that there were certain movies when i was a kid that i thought that's how life is going to be when you become an adult uh-huh. This is one of them that I thought this is how <laughs> an office worked when you became an adult. You started in the mailroom and found your way up to the yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a great That's movie. A fun story. All right, the next uh, honorable mention is uh, DeBarge. Who's Johnny? <laughs> now, Short Circuit. Uh, it's a oh. movie that immediately takes me back to my childhood. I remember watching it in the theater uh, and, and the song just felt seamless with the movie. And of course, Johnny five being the robot's name, but 
I, I don't know. I just love the song. It peaked at number three on the pop chart, number 31 on the R&B chart. And fun fact, if you listen carefully, you can hear Michael McDonald in the background vocals. Can you really? Yes. He sang backup on man. this song. The man is everywhere in he the 80s, everywhere. it seems like. Yeah. But I wow. just love the song. It's just really fun. And I can't stop thinking about, you know, him and uh, Ali Sheedy, you know, too, in there when they're in the house dancing around things. But oh, I just love man, that movie. I, gotta, I, don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen the movie all the way through. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember storyline so i don't think i've seen it all the way through is and is andrew mccarthy in that no no, no okay. he is not in that who's the who's the guy it's who's uh the... gutenberg okay yeah no yeah. i haven't seen it all the way through that's the yeah i haven't seen it yeah it's been a minute since i watched it i watched what year did that the, come the out to um 80 87 88 uh, okay yeah somewhere in there i'll yeah. have to look it up but yeah, I I remember watching it in the theater and just loving it. I thought it was fun. He's just Johnny Five is just a big cartoon character almost, you know, and <laughs> learning all the going the speed reading books and then learning all the lingo and acting like the Three Stooges and all kinds of stuff. Oh my God, you know all the he's soaking in That's all the great. pop culture of the time. Yeah, and just uh, it's it's so much fun. Was that by DeBarge or was it just L DeBarge? It, no, it was DeBarge. Yeah. I oh, okay. might have been there. I, I was reading a little bit on them as I'm doing research. It yeah. might have been their first hit that they put uh, out. Uh, I thought, I thought, weren't they on the Footloose soundtrack? They might have been. I don't know if the song. Oh, but they didn't release that song, though. Dancing in the Sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. gotcha. Anyway, gotcha. yeah, it's uh, just such a fun movie. And <laughs> the second one, I, I'm not a big fan of the second Wait, one. Wait, there's two? There's two, yes. Wow. You don't know, that you, I guess you never, uh, you would have missed the second one if you <laughs> haven't seen the first one <laughs> all the way through. Did there need to be a two? <laughs> really not. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, I didn't, I had no idea there, there was two. That's crazy. Yeah, so. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, all right, on to you. Well, my next honorable mention is a song called from the again from a movie by the same name. It is Light of Day. It's it's sung by uh, Joan Jett, but in the movie, it's done by uh, a band called the Barbusters. So this is uh, Light of Day by Joan Jett. So right before we started this podcast last year, mm -hmm. I actually wrote a post out on the Retro Network about this song. I was doing a weekly post about songs from the 80s and how they kind of related to me in my life. I mean, just, you know, just my, the memories that I had of them. And this was actually what I wrote in March, right before we started the podcast in <laughs> okay. April. So uh, this song gets overlooked all the time. I don't, it doesn't get enough uh enough credit for how good it is it's actually written by bruce springsteen had no idea yeah and so the story goes is that springsteen donated this song to the film's director paul schrader as kind of a loose payment for stealing schrader's working title for the film that schrader was going to name the film born in the usa and springsteen stole mm. it and named his album that 
So uh, he wrote this song as kind of a, okay, I'll pay you back for that. <laughs> um, I've played this song in a couple of bands. I know that's that's a running theme through most of our songs. Once upon a time, I was in a band. Yeah. <laughs> It's a total blast to play, though. It's I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a fun song. Um, and it's also there's a couple of versions of it by Bruce Springsteen. If you go look on on YouTube, uh, he and the E Street Band have played this song multiple times. And, it, you know, it, they, of course, when you've got 15 musicians on stage, everything sounds good. But they do a really, right. a really good job of it. Um, but um, there's actually two different versions. So it was more popular on MTV at the time than it than the song ever got up in the in the. Mm-hmm. I think I think the song only reached like um, maybe as high as thirty. I, I can't remember. Um, but the video was was the videos were ultra popular on MTV at the time because there's two of them. Um, there's the version of just the actual like Joan Jett singing the song and and. Uh, you know, it's just like a regular music video. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, Michael J. Fox actually starts singing the song on stage. So he he and Joan Jett in the movie are brother and sister, and they're in a band called the Barbusters. And at the end of the movie, he's playing with the band on stage. Joan Jett isn't there, and he starts singing the song. And then Joan Jett j- joins him on stage, and they finish the song out. So those two versions played on MTV all the time, and they got way more airplay than the song did on the charts but uh so yeah yeah it was always it's, it was it's always been one of my favorite songs um that joan jett plays i actually saw her play at a state fair like 10 years ago and she played it it's i mean it's one of her oh, nice. staples now. yeah so so i don't i don't i don't i don't know that you've ever seen that movie have you i've seen it a grand total of once i kind of forced myself not that it's <laughs> not a bad movie but i'm just yeah. saying i had never watched it before yeah. And I was trying to make amends with several movies, and that was one. Of them. <laughs> it's not. A, I mean, it's, it's not a. It's not a Martin Scorsese film. No, no. But yeah, I, you know, but like, like you know, in the countdown when I watched uh, American Anthem, you know, it's it was just one of those movies that I kind of latched onto and watched a million times yeah. when I was in high school. So, what's your what, what's your next All pick? Right, qu- quick update. It was El Debarge. You're right. After he's gone oh, solo, really? so oh, that okay. was his his first hit as a solo artist. That's what I read. Okay. Gotcha. Just so we get that uh, clarified. Okay. All right, next pick. Oh man, uh, a a love ballad from the movie <laughs> oh. "An American Tale" somewhere oh. out there by Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram. So I have seen the movie and and just a couple times. It's not one that I've gone back and watched over the years. But the reason why I chose this is Mom had the forty five single. Oh, nice. and it was in my stack of records that I, you know, when I had control of our home stereo, that was in the the mix <laughs> somewhere out there. <laughs> but for the the love nice. ballad that it is, yeah. it's got a deceptive, deceptively good guitar solo in it. It does. I the, will give it that. The solo is played by Bob Mann. Yep. Who is mainly a session musician, but was also a member Mountain. of the group Mountain. Yes. With Leslie West. Mississippi Queen. Of course, yes. That song. Such yep. a great song, but uh, I just smooth vocals. Linda Ronstadt, James Ingram, they picked a, a great duo there. Peaked at number two on the pop chart, won two Grammys for Songs of the Year wow. and Best Song from a Motion Picture. So I guess I'm a little surprised that that came out in the in the eighties. Yeah, no, it was eighty. It might have been right there, like eighty nine. Wow, or I always thought that was yeah. like nineties or 
no wow. yeah because you get all those disney yeah. you know duets and things run together and they do yeah but huh. i just uh yeah the movie is uh, nor here nor there really with me but i love the song well i mean and, james james ingram could sing a phone book and he would sound smooth i mean yeah he's just yeah. his voice is just so, so buttery <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, my next pick. What's your next pick? So my next pick uh, comes from another movie that I probably shouldn't have seen at the age that I saw it. <laughs> but this is uh, modern English from the movie Valley Girl with Melt With You. So like I said, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have seen Valley Girl when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's got some questionable, questionable content in it, much like uh, heavy metal and uh, fast house. Yeah. <laughs> um, this and is it's true. Yeah, it's just a great song. I just, I love the song. I, you know, mm. it, it it plays at the end of the of the movie uh, after, which stars, by the way, Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it plays at the end of the movie and you know for the last scene i just i've always loved the song i love the the the, the guitar parts oh, yeah. in it um and the little breakdown that little vocal breakdown in the middle um it's just been always a, a, a favorite song about. again i played it in a band when i was in college <laughs> so um you know it's just been one of my it's just one of those songs that like you know i think there were several songs on the list that we each said that we connected with for some reason and it's always been one of our favorites we don't know mm -hmm. why and that's this is one of them i don't know why but oh i love the song i yeah. mean it's i don't associate it with the i haven't watched the movie a lot over the years i've watched it a few times right so i don't make that connection as a soundtrack song but it's so pop culture like yeah. they're showing it in m&m commercials and they've you know whatever anything that melts they've <laughs> whatever product that can melt they've <laughs> used this song. Using yeah. That song yeah i swear i swear over the years it's been just overused in commercials but yeah uh it's still a fun song every time it's on the radio yeah they you were, gotta crank it up uh modern english was on i want to say but they were on good morning america this past summer just i don't out of randomly on good morning america and they played mm -hmm. it and they pull i mean it, it sounds just like the yeah the they, you know they didn't miss a beat and it sounded just the same so and they're was, i guess pretty much a one-hit wonder here in the states aren't they yeah i mean did this even i don't even know if this was a hit I mean, <laughs> well i don't it probably wasn't as far as as far as uh, billboard i don't think it was but yeah i think just from the pop culture song aspect, that we know yeah, yeah and because they were talking to him that day about going on tour and they were going to play all the all the songs everybody knows and in my in my head i'm like who knows anything but melt with you did you i didn't yeah. know you i didn't even know you had more songs so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's a what's good your next pick. one my next one well uh, of course you stole my james bond theme that i wanted to pick for the top 50 so i had to pick <laughs> another one yes and i'm picking for your eyes only by oh, sheena Easton. sheena So I I wanted to pick another Roger Moore. That was kind of my introduction to Bond, you know, in the 80s, the mid-80s, of View to a Kill. And uh, I can sit down and watch any Roger Moore. didn't matter where it's at in the movie or whatever. <laughs> so great. And Sheena Easton, such a big star, you know, in that early part of the 80s, in mid-80s, really. And what's really cool about this song well, it, it was a number four hit on the chart and it was nominated for an Oscar. But 
what's really unique, she's the only artist that's actually seen singing the title song during the open credits, you know, because they always have these girls in bikinis and much less, you know, oh, yeah. doing backflips and stuff. But you're actually seeing her. So she technically is a Bond girl. <laughs> nice. So I just for that fact, too, I thought was really cool. I, I, huh, that had I not connected with me before, but uh, I, I love the movie and I, I, I felt it was worthy of an honorable mention. So she was nice. so great with the just the early 80s and all the, the stuff. She did some stuff with Prince and I, I don't know. She just seemed to be there, you know, yeah. <laughs> throughout yeah, the 80s. Yeah, and changing first, her look and I mean Yeah, that's God. the that's the album that really skyrocketed her, skyrocketed her into mm -hmm. into success was when she put out the album with Head Strut and you know a couple yeah. other songs yeah. on there. That was that was when she blew up, I think. And then Prince did a couple songs with her so yeah yeah so it's it's a very fun song one that i have a, a 45 record of of course <laughs> <laughs> of course you do yeah i could almost spin a whole uh, james bond <laughs> theme wow. collection no uh all right next one for you uh so this is probably the this is probably one that should have been on the list because i can think of two or three other songs that i picked that this should have been mm -hmm. in the place of this is from the Legend of Billy Jean soundtrack. Oh, it's yes. Pat Benatar with Invincible. Like I said, I can think of a couple. I don't I, I don't know why I didn't think of this when mm -hmm. or why neither one of us thought of it when we were making the list. Um, but yeah, this is I feel like that movie's fairly iconic in the 80s. I mean, I watched it a million times. Um, yeah, I've seen it a million times in the 90s. It was constantly <laughs> on cable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every weekend, like USA Network, I remember showing it and yeah. uh, maybe and even that, like the Up All Night era, too. They yes. were showing Legend of Billy Jean. But, it's got that iconic line of Fair is Fair. And, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It oh, was yeah. Just a oh, great yeah. Movie. And, um, so, yeah. I've, and, you know, like I, like I said earlier, I love Pat Benatar. I'm glad she finally got induced into the Hall of Fame. This is one of her best songs. Um, I think so. I, I, I love her vocals at the end of the song. Well, all through it, but she does some riffing at the end um, that, mm -hmm. that I love. And I love Neil Geraldo's part, guitar parts through. You know, he's got some, some mm -hmm. funky sounding guitars in there. And it was a top 10 hit. So I don't know yeah. why I didn't pick this one <laughs> making the list. I think we were There's just so many, man. I think so we were making many. grabs for songs that we had to have in the list and then we <laughs> ran, ran out of spots. So. Uh, anyway, yeah. this that this this should have been on the list and it wasn't. Okay. All right. So for my last pick, we've got to put some Weird Al in here, <laughs> and I I chose uh, Dare to Be Stupid from the Transformer soundtrack. So yeah, way back in our first episode was uh, Stan Bush's The Touch. And I mentioned that Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid was the other side of a double A-side single release. Never charted, which is crazy, but it's got that fun style and music video, which is basically a tribute to the band Devo. Yeah. And you know, me being my dad joking self, I love the lyrics of the song. <laughs> All those crazy phrases he uses as lyrics, you know, time to put your eggs in one basket and, you know. 
put your put your head in the what does he say uh in the microwave and get yourself a tan yeah yeah i, I wouldn't recommend that you I know, love it, weird there might have been like a, a warning label on that if it was released now but yeah. <laughs> it's God, just I so i love yeah. that guy oh it's so much fun i watched the music video because just because and uh it's so much fun that yeah. devo style and yeah uh i loved it in the movie too i remember hearing the song when they were with those weird junk the cons or whatever they were in this junkyard <laughs> and they all sounded funny you know and they played the song and oh man i just remembered loving weird al yeah. as a kid yeah and that was a big part of it so yeah i saw weird al in concert probably God, has it been 20 years ago? Yeah, I saw Weird Al 20 years ago, and this is what he opened the show with. <laughs> okay. And every song was like a costume change because he did everything. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. He did everything all the way. And so <laughs> this literally was the video on stage when That's he played great. the song. It was so good. He was so great in concert. But I love the song. It's so funny. I mean, they all are, but he's just, yeah. he's so, he's so smart. <laughs> He is. He's a little white and nerdy, but yeah. <laughs> Another good one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's he. He's smart about it too, and, yeah. and does it right. He's not just making fun to make fun. Like he, you can tell there's some thought put into his yeah. songs. Yeah. Have you seen the Weird Al movie? I have not yet. Okay. I haven't yeah. I've, I, yeah. I'd really need to. I've I've heard good things, so I'm I've not sure why I haven't pushed play. Things, but yeah, I still want to see it. So. Yeah. Me too. So my last honorable mention pick, which is another, this is an, another song why I don't know why it didn't make it onto the list because right before we started the podcast, I wrote a, I wrote a post about this song as well. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know why it wasn't at the front of my mind to pick it on the list, but this is uh, Madonna with crazy for you. So um i wrote a, like i said i wrote a post about this um and it's a it's kind of an important song in my life which makes me wonder why i still didn't pick it um and i'll just i'll condense the story to tell it here but if you want to read the whole story you can go find the post on the retro network site um it was this it's the song that i first danced with a girl to in high school um and so it took it took a lot of of guts for me to ask <laughs> yep. her to dance yeah and it also took a lot of subterfuge because my parents wouldn't let me go to dances when i was a kid and so i had to lie and spend the night with friends and go to dances um and so that's what happened this night and so as, this is the this is the song that i first danced to a crush dance with a crush oh gosh in high school and so i don't know why when we were when we were making the list i didn't like put this out there as number one <laughs> but i didn't so but um and that's the only connection i have to this song is is, is just that memory for for me i mean other so, than so what you're saying is you're going to end season one on couple skate <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> i'm cool with it but, i'm actually I can cool tell with you, it i can tell you this though after i did that after i danced with, with her because because i mean literally me and the friends i was there were there with we were like the nerds on 16 candles just standing on the wall mm -hmm. not and i i mean literally after i danced with her i was like the nerd in the bathroom with a pair of panties holding them up in the air and all the guys were like oh i mean i was 
I was king of the nerds after that happened. So <laughs> that's really good. I do remember the first song I slow danced to with a girl. And it was <laughs> we had this little banquet. It was not prom, it was a banquet. Right. We went to a small little private school. So there was an after party at uh, one of the, the person's houses and we all went over there and there was music playing. And the first uh, the first slow dance I ever did was to ZZ Top's Rough Boy. <laughs> I'm a rough boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I felt like I was, you know, yes. eight feet tall. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. It probably would have helped because the girl I was you know trying to go out with was taller than me so <laughs> that's anyway funny. yeah that is so that's, awesome. i remember that pretty vividly because yeah. they were they were trying to get us to dance all night all the girls were we we're over there you know sitting on the sidelines and they're playing all kinds of fast stuff and that hits and one person gets up and everybody got up and it was total dance anarchy it was awesome <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. so funny well the the, the great thing about well, I say the great thing. The, the the best part of the memory that I have of, of that dance and this song is at our 20 year reunion, um, I saw this girl again and it was the first time I'd seen her since high school graduation, literally. Um, and, uh, you know, we say hi and we talk and catch up and all that. And um, I'm, I'm just, at, you know, towards the end of the reunion night, I'm sitting at a table with, with you know, some other people and this song comes on and I, you know, I'm kind of thinking about that, but I'm not. And I look around and I have just, we catch each other's eyes and she go and she mouths the words to me. This is our song. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So you had to dance, right? Or did you dance? Uh, no, we didn't. Cause, uh, cause uh, her husband was there and, and I was in my, uh, and yeah. my, and my, my wife at the time was there so we didn't but it was it was kind of a that little, would have been kind of weird connect, yeah it'd have been a little weird <laughs> yeah so you know oh yeah, yeah you, but, you you talk amongst yourselves we're gonna go yeah, dance this yeah, out talk, we're gonna go dance this out and remember when we were <laughs> that's yeah that's yeah a little, a little weird a little so weird. we didn't do that so okay anyway. that's cool that you you know still had that she had that connection too yeah because i know. thought it was just me i thought you know just being that's stupid, cool being a you know being a, a just a romantic nerd and just i thought i was <laughs> the only one that remembered that so it was kind of cool that's really cool yep all right well that's our list of 10 honorable mentions for season one and uh with that we'll tell you a little bit about season two because we are headed to the 90s man yes we have been talking about this for a while i i think we both wanted to go to the 90s after we finished the list and um we're still kind of hashing it out <laughs> to be honest a little bit yeah. uh, but <laughs> i think we've landed on 1990s guitar solos like the top guitar solos right from the 90s and for the um, first half right yeah for yeah. the first half and then i think we're going to go back to the 80s again and do more solos yeah uh, after that but yeah 1990s there are, uh, you know, well, obviously there's the influence of alternative and grunge, not a lot of guitar solos in with that music. So maybe we'll, we'll get a few in there and then revisit that at another time. But there's still some great uh, guitar players that were still, you know, doing it as, as best as they could in oh, yeah. the nineties. Yeah. And uh, we should have be a, a real interesting list just based on our, musical backgrounds <laughs> interesting i mean that interesting to listen to because we're going to get some 
probably mainly more well-known guitarists and, and solos, uh, songs that you'll recognize from me, because that's what I listened to was still kind of top 40 and, um, or well, until Alternative really took off, you know, took off and then right. I was all Alternative. But still in the early 90s, I was yeah. still listening to a lot of pop. But yeah. Eric, you know, playing guitar for all these years, you know <laughs> guitar players get- a lot more. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of choices from me and you're going to like, who the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) But this is cool. This is what this show was about. It's all about discovery and it's also about reliving those songs and and getting little nuggets from uh, uh, over time that we're going to give you about each song and and when we break it down and a little behind the scenes things. Uh, But this should be a really fun list. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're in the nineties. Really. I, we spent so much time in the eighties. I love the eighties of course, but I, I'm a huge fan of rock and alternative and the nineties that that was all I mainly listened to after whatever, uh, there it is. And all that (laughs) left us in the, in the past, (laughs) maybe got back. The, I, I forgot i forgotten or i didn't forget i just I didn't realize how much i listened to lithium and 90s on nine and you mm-hmm. know i you know as as much as i say i'm a guy you know i'm a i'm a fan of the 80s and i'm stuck in the 80s i listened i listened to way more 90s music than i thought i did so this will be a fun list of, i'm the same way yeah it's it's weird like locally here my favorite radio station went off the air at the end of uh, December, a uh, dispute with the, they, they're an AM station that was broadcasting, had a deal with a, 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 whoever owned the tower or whatever for the FM side. Oh. Just couldn't strike the deal. So they went back to AM essentially. So I lost wow. my favorite radio station and I have moved back to the alternative station in town, the only one in town. And I didn't realize how much '90s they actually play on yeah. that station. So yeah, no kidding. I've been I've been listening to that again, and uh, it's been fun just to kind of in prep for moving forward with this show. Right. Not with all of the guitar solos and stuff, but just that being just in overall, that era. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Still some great music that came out of the '90s, and I think we're gonna have fun with this next <laughs> season, man. Yeah. So we haven't really set down and, and charted out when we're gonna start. Uh, we're still kind of compiling the list and we're thinking maybe 25. We'll see what we're going to do because we're going to try to do maybe 25 for the nineties and 25 for the eighties. Yeah. And uh, I told you, you have year. to give me, you have to give me a limit in the eighties or I was just a, <laughs> a list of a hundred from the eighties. So you have to limit well, me. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to try to pare it down a little bit. Maybe just use <laughs> one song from one band or yeah. something if, if we have to, but I don't like, necessarily putting limits on us if there is a, a a couple solos out there from the same band or guitar player yeah we we you know we need to I'm include ex- them we will i'm excited though i think this will be a fun list i think it'll be mm-hmm. a good mix of songs that people know and songs that people have no idea about so <laughs> just anxious to hear some great guitar work that's yes. all yes all right well i think that's going to do it for our honorable mention show and uh thanks everybody for listening and uh, we hope to see you and hear you uh, be back real soon and uh, get your feedback on this list. And uh, maybe some uh, you want to throw in some 90s guitar solos for us to consider. Feel free. Do it. At Greatest Lists on Twitter is where you can uh, tag us. 
and uh, greatestlistspodcast.com is where you can find all of our episodes. But of course, whatever app you've got, we, we do push you to Spotify Premium just because you get to listen to all the songs as we uh, talk about them in each episode. But True story. We are uh, just about everywhere where you get your podcasts. So, all right, buddy, I'm looking forward to it. Season two too. coming up, man. 